And hello there, and welcome to episode 138 of Convincing Idiots. This week on the episode, we will be talking to you about all of our regular subjects, as well as some AI chatbot conversation, as well as some of our favorite horror movie franchises of all time. So, be sure to stick around for the entire episode. As always, we thank you. So without further ado, let's start the show. Hi, this is Aaron from Blake Insurance. You're listening to Convincing Idiots Podcast. I'm convinced. You call it again? Convincing idiots. Convincing idiots. Called it ham gravy. <laughs> I informed them that I sided with the stat man, not just anyone's opinion, the stat man Brian Fisher. These kids today, yeah. Angle All the Way is in fact the best Christmas movie of all time. I need to get grandma a present <laughs> and my herpes is flaring up. <laughs> I got it. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. Three friends representing three different generations. That's our whole shtick. That's our thing. Mm -hmm. Nick got the whole poop. Mm -hmm. I'm standing in the sea breeze, (laughs) holding a turd just mightily. I'm just going any (laughs) hats. Anyway, on a lighter note, uh... welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the vodcast. Welcome to the broadcast, boys and girls. Welcome to the show. This is convincing idiots. My name's Dean. Uh, the Zennial. I'm Brian Genix. And the silence you hear is Nikolai. Mm-hmm. Young Nikolai will be with us uh, in a bit. He is uh, he is indisposed. He had some bad burritos, so he has. Um, uh, I I think he is exercising his uh, his rear muscles, if you will. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it started in his pants, worked his way into his shoe. It, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just you and me, Brian. Look at us. That's right. So yeah, instead of you know things coming out this time, maybe going. I don't know. It's we can't keep track sometimes what happens with the. Uh, well, he's he, with Nick coming and going. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's right. Coming that's right. and going. That's right. So since he's not here, we'll have to do. Uh, We'll do his job again a little bit here and remind everybody what we are. We are a podcast of three friends from three generations, talking all things nerd and pop culture. So happy you are listening or watching. You might be listening to us on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. It can be found on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, pretty much you name it. We're on there to search the Convincing Idiots podcast. Give us a follow or subscribe. Five-star reviews, please. Anywhere you're at. Yes. yes. Five-star reviews. Uh, and then also uh, give us a good review. Uh, maybe on maybe on YouTube, you tell us how handsome we are. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, we appreciate that. It helps others uh, find the show. You might be watching us, as Dean mentioned, our YouTube channel, at Convincing Idiots. Uh, all uh, videos are there, segments, full-length episodes, etc. You can also be found on the uh, Boss Code Media TV network. You can find them on your smart TV device or 
portable device. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do anything at all, like Dean said, you know, f- uh, tell a friend, like, share, subscribe. We appreciate that. Great review. Uh, all show information can be found at two main places. Our link tree page, simply Google link tree, convincing idiots. It's simply a page that links to our social media. Uh, also, our merch store is there uh, for some cool podcast merch. Be a cool kid on the block. And our website. Don't just anywhere. put us on your ears. Put us on your sh- chest. Sure. Right. Yeah. Also get some shirts, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, if you go chest. anywhere at all to find us, you can go to our website, uh, very simply convincingidiots.wordpress.com. Again, all information is there too. Links to videos, episodes, bios, merch store there too. Ways to sponsor the show. And uh, we appreciate your support out there. So, Dean, how are you, sir? Brian, I am rolling. Very good. Um, I have, uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I had some had some stomach stuff um, earlier. Sorry to hear it. Yeah, I woke up last night and it's like one thirty in the morning with the uh, mm-hmm. bubble guts and hot snakes. It's no good. Not by like eight o'clock. You're like, I have to be empty, and mm-hmm. my pants have to fit better at this point. Good lord. Mm-hmm. You get to the point where your asshole's just dry heaving. Mm. It's just awful. But, you know, I went to work, did my day, and uh, I'm fine now. Nothing a little bourbon can't cure. What about yeah. you? How you been? Uh, good. Uh, busy week at work and all that. A little bit of stress, but uh, it's, just, it's okay. We're going to go get through it. It's a busy time and all that for us. And uh, this past weekend, and we'll talk maybe more about it on the interviews, but it was great to spend time with... Uh, you and Megan and Nick that's, and Allie. That's, that's why I didn't mention it because it's in my yeah. reviews. So we'll talk about that. We'll save for what we did. Uh, when we we, get we spent time together. We yes. held hands. It was uh, maybe maybe cut Brian cut a hole in the bottom of his popcorn bucket. <laughs> it was it was very nice. It was very nice. Yes, and I spent some quality time with a uh, lovely girlfriend Allie over the weekend as well. Very very nice. And did she uh, find the colonel as well? Yeah, uh, not yet. Okay, well, not yet. Keep not looking, yet. I guess. Yep, yep. Did find a class ring. I don't know whose it was, but uh, well, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need that one back. Yeah, and um, yeah, this past week as well. I just mentioned a happy, uh, happy belated birthday to uh, like friends I consider little sisters. So, uh, buddy Jim Cunningham's younger sister, twin sisters, uh, Bean and Annie. Uh, we had a great uh, time out on Tuesday dinner and hanging out, so great to spend time with another set of friends I consider family, so very, very, very nice. nice. Yes, Happy absolutely. birthday, gals. Yes, thank you. All right, so... Uh, thank well, me. When your goddamn birthday? <laughs> <laughs> well, you alluded to that we did something fun that ties into some video reviews. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? Why don't you start? All right, so uh, Fathom Entertainment is a... Uh, like an entertainment group that takes old movies and plays plays them in theaters. Uh, they have a, a list. You can go into their website, uh, fathomentertainment.com, I believe, and you can find out when you know each movie's playing. They kind of do seasonal. Like that's where I went to see over Christmas. Uh, it's Wonderful Life. Yes, at the theater. Uh, what was we went to see? Um, and again, we saw Poltergeist. It, Poltergeist. So that will actually come into play later in this episode. We saw the thing. 
I didn't get to see the thing with you. Oh, that was something with Allie then. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I touched okay. the thing with you, but I, I didn't get to see the thing. That's right. I went with Allie yeah. and Marlo to that, actually, her daughter. So that was fun. But yeah, those all Fathom events, a lot of fun. Yeah, you really should. Uh, I think one of the ones we want to see is like the birds. Yeah. Uh, it'll be fun. Alfred Hitchcock's the bird. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a good time hanging out with you guys. Uh, and then we got to go uh, to the bar and uh, uh, have a couple beers and uh, dinner. Yes, Nikolai nice. even joined us. Yes, he can't. Af- he can't afford to, to join us now, but you know he did enjoy us. We only get one nick a week, and yeah. we used it up. Yeah, chloroform free. He came out, so that was he pretty did. nice. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, he chloroformed me later, but that was that was weird. <laughs> so, what did we see? You want to mention what we saw? Oh, we saw uh, one of my favorite movies ever, The Big Lebowski. Hmm. Actually, when I first, when I was in my 20s, it tells you how old we are, I bought my own, my first DVD player. Mm-hmm. And I bought two DVDs, and that was one of them. The other one was uh, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, wow. That's a combination. So Full Metal Jacket and uh, The Big Lebowski <laughs> to start my DVD collection. <laughs> All right. It's just such a great movie. Comb Brothers are just amazing. What was the 25th anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I believe so. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. That means I will be out of school 25 years next year. Mm. That's that's something else. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little farther ahead on you. What about you there, bud? (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed it when it was extra fun. No, no, I mean, how far far out of school are you? Oh, my God, jeez. So it was 87, man. So how many years is that? So, what, 30, 35, 35 yeah. years? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah, Nutty. that would make sense if you're, if you're, because uh, we're about, what, 10 years apart, something like that. So, you know, what, roughly. What, no, 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 no. It wouldn't be 35. Um, what, what year did you graduate? 87. You're right. So it's, let's see. Okay, what, I graduated in 99. Okay. So yours so is going to be 20, so 30. Go ahead. You're go doing ahead. the math, actually. <laughs> I, I'm guessing. You're, you're actually sitting there doing the math. Why, why would I guess when you have it fucking in front of you? I'm an asshole. I'm trying, no, that's okay. I'm trying to figure out the math myself here. This is you, we're doing math. You do, your calculator stopped going up the, the, those hives of, high of numbers? Yeah, we're doing fucking math on the spot here. I can't find my calculator on my iPad. Yeah. That's right. We'll 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 uh, we'll we'll figure it out and do the math here. So okay. what else? Yeah, but I was what I was saying is it was extra fun to watch it because Allie had never seen the movie ever. That was her first viewing. That's right. Of that, the that Big was Lebowski in in the theater on the big screen. So that was a lot of fun. Like you say, it's a very strange, bizarre movie. If for some reason out there you've not seen this movie, if you're yeah, just hadn't gotten around to it. Thirty-six it years. Sometime. You've been out of school for thirty-six years. When I say thirty-five, yeah, thirty-six years. That makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Is uh, Nick even thirty-six? What? <laughs> I I'm not. It's, it's it's in the ballpark there. Yeah, he. I don't know. No, he's thirty. He's turning thirty-four. We'll ask him. Okay. I don't he think he's thirty-six though. So yeah, I, I definitely could, could be his father. Yeah, I still could be his father. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, there's no no question about that. And you still be my uh, sugar daddy. So the tests, it worked, the tests it all are still out. fine. Yes. Uh, well, listen. If you haven't seen that movie before, get around to watching it. It's you know, um, 
it's one of you know John Goodman is in this is one of John Goodman's even though it's a kind of, it's a weird dark comedy one of his finest acting performances in my book Jeff Bridges obviously is this awesome he just embodies the Sam dude character Sam Elliott is in there just a lot of fun but it's definitely circles around Jeff Bridges and John Goodman just make this movie the movie just revolves around them so I was watching the, or I read this <clears throat> article about you know how they give uh, fan theories on some films yeah and um sorry I'm a little distracted the 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 uh the, I'm watching the Leafs game and it's actually I'm in all honesty that's what Nick's doing uh he'll be joining us uh, when it's over and it's almost over mm-hmm. here so he should be joining us very shortly mm-hmm. and they are just killing it tonight oh good and a lot of fun fights so that's fun but anyways what I was saying was uh the fan felt uh or fan theories right and mm-hmm. the one theory is that uh Donnie is not real that he's okay. a figment of John Goodman's imagination mm-hmm. that he was like a buddy from Vietnam who who probably died or something and because if you they're like he doesn't interact with anybody else in the film but John Goodman I thought about that I, well, I think there's a scene where he does interact with the dude well, so it, 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 it just does talk that. to him. It does talk to him, and then obviously they, there's the one scene where clearly you know, the dude, you know, is aware of of him. Right. So it's 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 flimsy. Yeah. It's a fun theory, but it's a little flimsy. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of uh, the other thing that I watched was, uh, have you ever heard of Room? Was it Room Two Three Seven? You talked about this last week. You were trying to find it. It was like a shining documentary. Okay. I mm-hmm. found it on the Tubi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I I ended up turning it off after the first ten minutes. I enjoy um, when they do documentaries or videos uh, showing you Easter eggs of movies or fan theories and stuff. And I thought this was going to be one of those deals. Um, somebody telling you about this fan theory that um, Stanley Kubrick, uh, this The Shining was an apology for him filming the fake moon landing. Okay. That's the fan theory. So I was very interested to, to hear that because regardless of it, I believe them, I love to hear them. Um, mm-hmm. I don't believe that, but it, it, it would have been fun to hear. This thing ended up being like, there was, it was like doing talking heads. So, so like it was voiced over by like a bunch of different people giving their fan theories. Hmm. And at one point there's just a guy just describing things in the background happening. He didn't give a reasoning why he was describing it. He didn't give a theory. He was just describing fucking shit from the movie. It was very boring. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if it got gets better as it goes on, but like the first 10, 15 minutes, I, we turned it off. I'm like, looked over at Megan. I'm like, you good with this? She goes, yeah. So, hmm. yeah, definitely don't recommend that one. Uh, disappointing. Yeah. Hmm. Been looking for it for years, and here we go. I, I had a coworker who her daughter was a huge Shining fan to the point where this is a, this is a few years ago now. Uh, she had her wedding at that hotel and had like a Ooh, the Stanley. Yeah, nice. I thought that was a very cool, very cool uh, idea. So pretty amazing. Uh, we ha- we have a buddy who uh, deals with um, hotel things, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he uh, was dealing with somebody from the Stanley. Mm. And we were talking about seeing if we could get tickets or not tickets, but like, you know, book it's a room be and hard all, to all this got to be hard to book a room. I would imagine. Well, but like he could. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Is, is we were talking about like all of us taking a trip, mm. and I'd, I'd get a hold of you see if you wanted to fly out that'd to Colorado. Be a, that'd be fun. 
It would be yeah. a lot of fun. It would be absolutely. Okay, well, that it, that'll it, tie into we talked. You know, obviously, Shining is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. So we have a horror theme in our main segment tonight. So stick around for that. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite horror movie franchises in honor of the Evil Dead Rise opening this coming weekend. So I'm wearing the Ash shirt here from yeah, Evil Dead. Go. So absolutely. So did uh, you uh, did you see anything else? You know, I, I I just stuff I've been working through here. So I already talked about the beef, uh, well, not, the, not the beef, beef on Netflix that series. Yeah, ten episodes. I'm on the final episode now. A lot of fun. Uh, still keeping up with the Mandalorian. I've not yet seen the finale. Me neither. I'm just, waiting for uh, Carter tomorrow. Yep, I'm gonna wait for Ali for that. But uh, that was just last evening. We're shooting this on Thursday. The twentieth, so I'm interested to check that out. I thought it's been a pretty interesting series. What's that? Yeah, it is four twenty. That's yeah. right. Yeah, smoke That's him right. if you got him. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, not you listening because or watching because a it's illegal. We don't condone anything like that. No. And, and b, um, it's not four twenty when you're seeing this or hearing this. So. That's true. Well, maybe you reflect Hopefully back you on are. it. If you have, maybe you have a medical card or something like that, you can reflect back a little bit. That's, that's okay. perfectly fine. We, we, we can accept that. Yeah. Oh, that's you it. Was with hot coma getting high. But <laughs> I'm there for you. <laughs> I've not really seen anything else besides that. All right. Kind of trying to get through different uh, series and stuff like that. So that is it well I can, so, I can it's not something i we watch but it is something i did i did want to mention that uh uh i did i went to over the past weekend a mm-hmm. 1920s murder mystery yep. theme party yes tell about that so uh it was at ignite brewery downtown barberton uh they they had a whole um a theme of 1920s so you came dressed up as 1920s Mm-hmm. Uh, garb, and it was almost like a mixture of a murder mystery th- a show thing, not show, but like a thing, you know, where you have mm-hmm. to figure out who did it, mixed mm-hmm. with um, almost an escape room. So you have to f- get the clues to open the box, and the box tell you, gives you the different clues, and it's like the board game clue. Like It was a lot of fun. A lot of people mm-hmm. showed up. Uh, a lot of people in actual costumes. I dressed up... Uh, my nickname was Bruno. I was a mm-hmm. uh, I was a nineteen twenties thug. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I ran I ran books. That was my character for the actual show, for the actual game. I was a mm-hmm. uh, my picture was a uh, spread out throughout the the brewery, and uh, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, they're going to do it again, mm-hmm. uh, different themes. So uh, stay tuned for that. I, I maybe I'll promote that. When uh, when it comes about, yeah, very good. If if you are in, nor- in the Northeast Ohio area, Ignite Brewing Company is you know, find them on uh, Facebook and like the page. So keep uh, keep posted with the events, and we love it. You know, beer's very good, and uh, staff is great, and everything else. So it's so definitely one of our favorite places to go in Absolutely. the area. So yeah, go check them out. We also have some folks that are around there that listen to us. So hello, thank you for. Listening. So we've done some of our live shows too, Dean, in the past. We so. have. And and yeah. also, um <clears throat> I would be remiss to say if you're in the northeast Ohio area, uh you can get the um you can get Ignite Brewery uh beers in cans at your mm-hmm. your local uh uh 
at grocery stores. I won't name the, the grocery stores. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's a permittable, but your local grocery stores here and there mm-hmm. in Northeast Ohio. So look for uh, the cans of Ignite beer uh, there. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you know, I'll mention one thing I heard, by the way. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, last week we, of course, concluded our rock uh, band debate. So if you haven't listened to those, I thought we did a pretty decent job. So go back. It was the last three episodes we, uh, or two episodes, excuse me, we, we debated. So yeah. go check those out. You can find those on our podcast uh, library or In the YouTube. archives. That's right. And we're also posting just the segments of the battle bracket itself. If you don't have time for full episode, just find that in our podcast uh, uh, feed. And um, Metallica dropped a new album on the 14th. So the uh, 72 Seasons, it's called. Uh, it's okay. out there. You can find it on the digital streaming or you know, wherever you purchase your, your albums, if you're still buying a physical uh, records or CDs or whatever it is. Uh, first new album in many years. Great album. You know, I've been a Metallica fan for a long time. It did very well in our debate. We won't uh, give anything away if you haven't listened, but, uh, just, they sound great. They did a talk show just the same. recently. Yeah, just awesome. Okay. It's, you know, I mean, you know, these guys are, you know, they're older guys now. I mean, they're sure. late fifties or whatever they are, you know, uh, but they, again, they still play great. It's a hard rocking album. And they're just, yeah, d- definitely worth it. They definitely do a lot of ebbs and flows in the sound, like a, like a Metallica album tends to do. So, uh, like an hour and 20 minutes of kick-ass songs. So go go check out 72 Seasons by Metallica. Okay. All right. All right, real quick. I was, <laughs> yes, a, uh, I was at a grocery store today, and uh, do you remember the song Rocky by Austin Roberts? 1975. Um, not she the said, Rocky, Rocky theme. Nope. Rocky, I've never been in love before. I don't know if I could do it. I, maybe. He said, oh, sweet baby. Oh, sweet baby. Love is... A- anyways. Okay. I haven't heard this song since I was a kid. I don't... I don't... I, I know my sister really enjoyed it. I enjoy... I, like, I... Because I, I heard it in the grocery store. And when I got in the car, I actually looked into the phone whatever app and I, and I found it and I turned it on mm-hmm. and I could it's probably honestly what I'm 42 it, don't it, make us do math again I couldn't even figure out what year I graduated <laughs> high school Jesus Christ it yeah. honestly probably has been over 30 years mm-hmm. since I'd heard that song last mm-hmm. and it's one of those songs that like it wasn't real big in my life, but I remember it. It brings back definitely a time and place. And uh, I sang yeah. every fucking word of it. It was, it was a lot of fun. It's a yeah, lot isn't more it? like... Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it's, it's a lot more morbid than I remember. Like, as a kid, you probably don't sit and, like, listen to the story. And those back then, it was it was a soft rock song. And they, the they were big on stories. Boyfriend and stuff. Is that that one? What's that? Like the dad's coming to kill the the boyfriend or something. Oh, no, not, that one? not that one. Not That's that a one. one. Okay. Okay. This one at the end, his wife dies and leaves him with a kid. But it goes throughout their their whole relationship. She hmm. starts by saying, "I, I've never, you know, when they meet, I've never been in love before. I'm scared." Second one is, "I've, I've never had a baby before." Third one is, "Rocky, I've never died before." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it, it's a it's a very it, it's a fun song. 
Somebody's had some weird songs like that. It it's did. Like, it's like, God dang. It's just... But yeah, um, I'll send it to you. Actually, I shared it on Facebook, uh, the YouTube uh, video. Okay. But yeah, listen to it. Tell me if you've heard it before. I know you probably have. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. I I get listen to the seventies all the time. I'm I'm definitely well stuck in the seventies. That's a sure. two decade for me to it instantly puts me in a good mood. Whatever whatever's playing in the seventies, I just it relaxes me. I'm familiar with it. Everything else, so absolutely, I'll, uh, I'll take a listen. But it's funny when you have those songs like that. You're right, where it's like you you heard it a lot as a kid. Yeah. Newer songs, I, I could barely recite probably three words to a lot of them, but those nope. songs you had when you were kids, we maybe had the little record player or whatever it was, you're just playing right. crap over and over and over I have a feeling this one was like sticks on in your brain. Track. Yeah. Eight track funny. in the basement. Yep. Good stuff. So yeah. uh, Rocky by Austin Roberts. Uh, everybody uh, go ahead and uh, listen, to the, listen to that when you're, you're done listening to this. Excellent. Okay. All right, my friend, we're going to take a little break here, and then we're going to come back. Uh, Nick may jump in at some point, but uh, we're going to keep plugging away, and we're going to come back with some pop culture headlines, and then get into our Ask an Idiot question of the week before we get into our main topic a little bit later. So hang with us, and we'll be right back. Jen X. Bryan here from the Convincing Idiots podcast. If you're enjoying our show, tell a friend. And if you're not, well, tell two enemies. The Commodore 64 home computer has an unusually large memory. Remember? It also has all the peripherals you're ever likely to need. Monitors, plotters, printers, disk drives, and a vast range of software which means you'll get so much more enjoyment out of your home computer. The Commodore 64. Remember the enormous memory, but don't forget the peripherals and software. Four. Three. All right. Welcome back to Convincing Idiots. Yo, yo, yo. Yes, sir. Uh, well, Nick is still contending with you know whatever he's got going on downstairs. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fine. So we're going to continue on with uh, some uh, pop culture headlines here. Um, saw this just today. You know, we, we've talked about this on prior episodes. Uh, Alec Baldwin, actor, had the very unfortunate accident on the shooting of the film Rust, where he accidentally. Unfortunately, tragically shot and killed a crew member uh, with uh, what he thought was a prop gun. It was actually a loaded gun, which was a very shocking story, and he was uh, facing some charges. Uh, The charges are now dropped, as uh, I saw that today. So, uh, obviously, a very unfortunate accident, Um, but for him, certainly, this was uh, good news there, but... I'm sure there'll be some type of settlement or whatever it is here, but at least, you know, from his perspective, he's not facing any, you know, jail, jail time, time or anything right. like that. So it you know, definitely seemed like it was, uh, you know, clearly an accident. So I don't know. So certainly our you yeah. know, thoughts continue to go out to, you know, the you know, poor woman who lost her life. But, um, sure. yeah, 
I don't know. You have any other thoughts on that story? No, I, I, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't his fault. There were, like I've said before in past episodes, uh, you can check it out in the archives. Uh, there's way too many uh, steps that should have been taken before mm-hmm. it got to his hands. Right. right. And I guarantee you now that after this, uh, the different actors will at least also look. Yes, and double double check no matter what. Yep. But yeah, it it sh- it shouldn't have got to him. Uh, it was unfortunate, a horrible accident, and I'm glad that uh, he's cleared of it. But again, it's just it it's a shitty situation all the way around. So. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, if there's if anything happens, is is what you just said. So, uh, hopefully, the extra precautions will prohibit anybody else from uh, getting hurt or. Uh, losing their life as well, unfortunately. So, yeah. Okay. I just thought I thought this was interesting. Uh, Netflix has made a a big announcement that very soon they are going as of September 29th of this year. They are going to stop shipping DVDs. I had <laughs> no idea. Doing that. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. They were I still had no doing idea that. either. Yeah. Wow. So Netflix, uh, their 25th anniversary was last year. And yeah, so this is the big news. 25 years, they've decided to wind down their DVD.com this year. So fascinating. So that's obviously so, where they got their start and grew to, you know, they certainly were competing with Blockbuster. Then it's like if Coke said that they're going to stop putting cocaine in the, in the drink. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I thought they stopped doing it years ago. Yeah, interesting. I, I it, people probably still do it. Yeah, just because they they never wanted to, you know, succumb to the streaming, uh, and or probably people do it for the retro experience or whatever it is. I'm sure as well. So it doesn't say that how many people were still subscribing to that. Four. But, uh, it was four yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, they got them into a room and said, "Sorry, guys, but we're gonna have to stop this." Yes. Yes. So the it is, it's a, here's some trivia for you. The first DVD that they ever shipped. I'm not going to make you guess because it's yeah. You know, there's no way you would even you would even know. Beetlejuice was the first DVD ah, ever okay. shipped on Netflix. So there's some uh, trivia again. Don't don't say you never learn anything on this uh, on this uh, right. podcast. Yeah. Last week you learned what a Roman helmet was. <laughs> you go back right. and listen to that. Yeah, and this week now you've learned the first DVD shipped uh, by Netflix was Beetlejuice. You come for the funny, and you get mm-hmm. education. Absolutely, that's right. That's right. All right, we use that as a tagline. I like that. All right, we'll put that in the in the promos and so forth. Uh, were you a Mad Magazine fan as a kid growing up? I was. Did you read it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Al Jaffe was a longtime artist for Mad Magazine for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was no, he recently passed away, 102 years of age. Bless his heart. Uh, you might remember he had the very uh, the ongoing uh, uh, bit in the magazine, uh, snappy answers to stupid questions. If you remember this or not, it was like somebody okay. somebody would ask a dumb question, and then he had you know so he had, he drew the characters of somebody asking a dumb question, and he had various answers that you could retort that dumb question with coming from the other person. So it was a a funny bit for many years. Well, they, in honor of him, I'll, I'll yes. ask uh, Hunter 2, how'd he die? 
I don't know that it says exactly. Actually, you should have given me a snappy comeback. That uh, I know that's really I what the way that uh, that would have worked there. I know. I, I couldn't think of one. See, I, Al Jaffe would have uh, been very disappointed. I'm sure he would have been very disappointed. Yeah, so I had two just like I couldn't do simple math and figure out 2023 <laughs> to 1987 earlier. It's right. 36 years when I graduated high school and uh, couldn't think of a snappy answer to a stupid question. But we'll just kind of keep that in mind. Maybe maybe we'll work it in if if a dumb question comes up. Maybe when Nick comes on, we'll ask him a dumb question or something okay. like that. See if we get it. Anyway, loved his artwork. Uh, I, if, I, if I saw picture, his artwork today, I would recognize it. He had books of the snappy answers with stupid questions and various collaborations. I had a few of these books around the house somewhere still, probably to this day, probably my parents' attic even now. Um, yeah, so Mad Magazine was a was definitely a very, uh, it was a, a staple for me as a kid. Mad Magazine cracked magazine. What's that? I would say it's even influential uh, for children Absolutely. Of, yeah. of that day because it gave you... It stuck in like actual smart politics. It did in the guise of comedy and, and cartoons and and all that. So I I think you learned a lot more as a kid than than what you thought you did at the moment. I think a lot of things seeped in, mm-hmm. and uh, you you kind of got to experience a lot more. I agree with you. It, it was really an adult magazine, right? So mm-hmm. obviously you were allowed to read it something like as a kid. I was as well. So. Yep. I talked about this on the it came from Gen X podcast last week too, and you know, when I would go grocery shopping as a kid with my parents, I loved the experience because they would let me go to the magazine rack, and I would sit there and read Mad and Crack magazine while they shopped. And then nine times out of ten, I would get to pick a magazine, they would buy it, and I would take it home. And I have a quite a little collection from nineteen you know, late nineteen seventies Mad and Crack magazine with just excellent artwork like you said very smart humor and parodies of some of the you know great 70s tv shows and movies of course like star wars and mash and all kinds of great stuff so just very very good it was really kind of our earlier glimpse into is one one of the closest things we had to the internet back then frankly as far as being able to you know look at humor that was kind of a little bit racy and interesting and everything else and uh, I think that helped kind of develop some of the humor that uh, even is carried probably with us now. So, so you could uh, you could thank Mad Magazine for this uh, this horseshit, guys. In a way, absolutely. I know I have a picture of me somewhere in grade school, Dean, with the Alfred E. Newman T-shirt. What See, not only did T-shirt? My, not only did my parents uh, uh, let me read Mad Magazine, but my dad actually often said that I resembled Alfred E. Newman because mm-hmm. I was a uh, weird looking and I had. I had big ears and some freckles. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Sure. Um, I don't know whether to bring this up or not, but I want to get your take here a little bit. So making a lot of social media news is this whole dumb um, Bud Light campaign. Have you seen this? I have. I'm not saying the campaign is dumb. I just think the the reactions are. It's just very interesting what Correct. people are kind of kind of riled up about here. So it's a it's a transgender person who is mm-hmm. helping advertise Bud Light. Really, that's kind of what it is at the end of the day. I think this person was yeah. a TikTok influencer. I think very popular. I don't know. I, think I, it's what, I, I, what, I don't know who the person was. I know they they were transgender. 
That's what that's what she is. So it's a 26 year old TikTok star. Um, so it just people really got up in arms over Bud Light trying to be burning their Bud Light and throwing it away. And (laughs) I have the different um, places I've gone to. Uh, they people. I've heard stories that people were mad that these different grocery stores still had Bud Light on their shelves. Isn't it a special can or something as well? Did they change the can yes. or something yeah. like that? They're, they're, okay. Like this, per, I thought that one the person on it. Maybe maybe that's right. Yeah, yeah this this girl was on it, uh, and there was like rainbow in the background. If I mm-hmm. remember correctly, I. Um. That's right. Yeah, if I don't, first of all, I've said it before on various podcasts here. Uh, I there is nothing, even if it did bother me, if there was something that bothered me, I don't care that much about anything to boycott anything. Yeah. Like, no, no, here, no, th- that's not fair to say. I'm sorry. I do care a lot about a lot of things, right? But I don't care that much to get angry. Um, people have their opinions about like, say, uh, um, what is it? The, the, the chicken filet, Chick-fil-A, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever your views on that. I don't care that much to like, if I want Chick-fil-A, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. I don't, unless yeah. the, the owner that, the, that you have a problem with is handing it to me. And even there, even then I honestly probably would still take it just so I can right. eat Chick-fil-A. Granted, I don't Chick-fil-A, but I'm just saying, if you're going to name yourself fucking Chick-fil-A, you better have the goddamn best Chick-fil-A sandwich, which you don't, so I don't. Anyways, Michael Jackson, I, you know, allegedly, you know, he did what he did to to, to some kids out there. He, mm-hmm. you know, diddle popped him and whatnot. He's still a great artist. I can separate music from artist. So if 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 I drink Bud Light, which I really haven't since I was in my twenties, you know, if somebody hands me a Bud Light or you know, I'll drink it. But I'm, I don't go search it out. Um, I I don't. I just can't imagine being that angry about a corporation doing something that makes Wait. me go, "No, I'm not doing that anymore." I, yeah, maybe I'm lazy. Maybe maybe I'm a lazy. Um, I don't know, person, activist, or what, I don't know what the fuck you call me, or call it. I don't think you're lazy. I think it's just that it's just you and I think a lot alike, and I'm sure Nick would say it's similar, and yeah, we'll give him a chance to give his opinion if he uh, makes it on here as well. But it's just there's, there's it's not something we choose to exhaust our energy around. No. You know, it's like to take two seconds and put a tweet out there to bash a corporation over an advertising campaign or something. Now people are harmed. Okay. Okay. Obviously there's, there's a line to sure. a, a lot of things. Okay. But it's not a I'm in general campaign. and right. of silly things that, that doesn't hurt anybody. Right. Exactly. Uh, what I said on the other podcast was, you know, I got news for everybody. It's, it was a crappy cheap beer before. And mm-hmm. it's still a crappy cheap beer. That's it. Yeah. You know, if you it's it if if you switch over to Miller Lite instead, well, congratulations. You're still drinking another cheap, crappy beer. Uh oh it's fine. More power to you. Yeah, it's still what, what is your uh, favorite cheap crappy beer, Brian? Mm. 
my favorite cheap crappy beer. If, you, if you're if you're going golfing, yep. you you, mm-hmm. you need your cooler filled. What are you putting in there? What's your golfing beer? It's hard my- to go wrong with PBR. Okay. And Genesee takes me back as well. Genesee beer or Genesee mm-hmm. cream ale. Those two were staples when I was a young, you know, young person starting to drink because my dad had Genesee around the house a little bit. So sure. it always made me think of him and that my my younger days with uh, my buddy uh, Jim. So Genesee, you name it. Okay. How about you? Uh, if I'm going golfing, I'm I'm doing Miller Lite. Yeah. It's just it's, a, a, it's, it's an a easy, it's a, drink, it's a drinkable beer. I enjoy Coors, Coors Light as well. Too from yep. a, yeah, Coors Light's like a two molecules away from water. Right. You know? uh, my uh, my brother-in-law used to call uh, Bud Light, Coors Light, all that, uh, sex on a beach. It was near fucking water. Yeah, that's good. That's perfect. Smart. That, that's that's Rob there for you, bud. There you if, go. If he's listening. There you go. Okay, enough of that crap. So um, AI, Dean, is becoming more yes. of a thing. So uh, first of all, there is an AI story that I, that I thought was interesting here. So uh, there was a, a, a viral AI-powered Drake and the Weekend song. Have you heard about this? No. So AI actually generated a, a song Someone's you know, had AI create music that's kind of sounded like it was a Drake at the weekend song. I've not heard this, but it was on the streaming services and doing pretty well. So it was recently uh, taken down because it sparked legal and ethical questions. Sure. So it's a now deleted TikTok video. It was a it was a ghost writer explained that AI was used to create the song, but did not disclose what program was used. So I, they, it might have been that simple, where somebody just said, you know, give me, create a song like right. Drake and The Weeknd, and this thing, whatever it was, created it. And it's just fascinating. Was, and you could not tell. Obviously, it was doing pretty well out there. I don't know if it was disclosed it was AI or not. I'm not sure, but it was good enough to where... Yeah, certainly it people were everybody. listening to it. Yeah, it sure did. Huh. We did a story a couple of weeks ago where somebody created an AI photo of the Pope in that puffer coat, which looked <laughs> yeah. real. And but you did were, one just recently. Yeah, I used a, an app, and I just said, uh, you know, uh, Einstein. It was his AI art, so it wasn't, you know, yeah. Einstein on a podcast. And it gave some actually pretty cool pictures, and I will post a couple up on our social media. Fascinating. In seconds, I just typed in, Einstein does a podcast, and it Within That's seconds, crazy. it created that art. It's just like, wow! It, it, it so it's becoming more and more of a of a, of a popular thing. Uh, I started to play around with um, the Google Bard, which is their search engine where you can ask quite. It's an AI powered. I noticed that you can't just log in there. You have to get on a on a waiting list. So I added it, but I was able to get into it within you know, maybe an hour or so after joining the waiting list. It was actually pretty okay. cool. And then the open chat GPT is still out there as well, where you can ask questions. And again, it's just fascinating. Within seconds, it gives you uh, responses. Uh, I like to listen to the 60 Minutes uh, show or watch it, but 60 Minutes has a podcast from the 
It's basically just simply a record, an audio recording of the TV broadcast every week. You can find that out there on platforms as well. Last week, though, they, they did it. Uh, not last week, though, but last week they did a story about the growing popularity of AI and what it can do. And they warn you, it's it's got limitations. Uh, it's got what they call hallucinations, where it's sort of giving you answers that it's sort of making up a little bit. So you sure. have to kind of fact check some stuff, you know, to be sure if you're using these types of things. But um, so first, of all, I'll just kind of pause there before I ask any other questions here. So what do you think of the songs? What do you think in general of the growing popularity of AI? Do you think it's interesting, Dean? Or um, it is interesting. It? What do you think? Um, I don't think we're at the, uh, I think we've had this question brought up before, but I don't think it's, uh, I don't think we're there yet to be a, a worried about it i think someday sure mm -hmm. i don't know when that is if it's long or short time but i don't think it's now i think now it's a novelty and like any novelty it'll wear off mm -hmm. and then once it wears off then you'll have like the actual evil fucking people doing stuff to where then we get worried about it but with yeah. just random people asking to see bugs bunny with boobs you know it, i don't it, again, it's just just silly fun, something to pass the time right now. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I was asking some questions, and matter of fact, I'll share some stuff here in a second. Yeah, but, go ahead. Um, like I asked, well, one of the questions I asked, for example, was, "What's the best Star Wars movie?" And within seconds, it's you know, it, it's it's smart enough to say, "Well, everything's a matter of opinion." Blah 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 blah. Sure. But, you know, a lot of people find The Empire Strikes Back one of the better movies of the franchises because it gives you, it, you well, know, it's a right, darker then. tone and it kind of gives you some responses to it, that type of thing. I asked to give me some, you know, give me an outline of a pop culture podcast. And it was interesting. It gave us an outline that was eerily similar to what we do. <laughs> what we do like with you know which which is which is common sense type stuff for a lot of it wasn't anything earth right. shattering but it was interesting uh what it uh, what it sort of came up with here so i don't know but one of the topics that came up on, on the on the 60 minute special as well was is ai going to potentially start to take jobs from people that you know using ai technology so that's sort of our ask an idiot question here uh, of the week here. So, what do you think, Dan? Do you think AI is in danger of taking some jobs from people? Of course it is. And so, what type of jobs would you envision that AI? Um, may I don't know exactly. I mean, there's some some sort of writing. You can't do creative writing. But there's some general writing jobs it'll take, but of course it's going to take jobs. Uh, everything takes jobs sooner or later. Uh, mm -hmm. We now scan our own groceries at the fucking grocery store. <laughs> Yeah, they really you know tricked us I mean? into that, didn't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there were there's machines that put puts cars together. There, I, mm -hmm. it's just it's we it's our evolution, it's our lot in our evolution to um, make ourselves obsolete. Yeah, that's strange. We 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 do it for the convenience. But it ends up, you know, replacing us. Mm -hmm. And it does, things do a good job. Um, you still need people to, you know, keep track and stuff. But in general, you, yeah, you're, 
we are designed to make ourselves obsolete. I mean, not just AI. Look at it this way. As a human species, we are designed to make ourselves obsolete. Not just if we create this or create that. Fuck, we do it with humans. That's what our children are. They are here to replace us. That's why you have children, to make a better you. Mm -hmm. You have a child to, because when you die, somebody's going to stay there and and, and replace you. Mm -hmm. So we are born and bred, whatever you want to say, however you want to call it, we are made to make ourselves obsolete. That's right. Interesting. But you know who's not obsolete? Nikolai! Hey, a how very are you doing, happy boys? Nikolai. A very, yeah. very happy Nikolai. Nikolai got, is doing good. Got Nikolai's got whiskey. Nikolai's got beer. Yeah. We treated ourselves to some Wayne Gretzky's number 99 whiskey this evening. Is that how what happens when you poop all over yourself? Do you have to clean it up for an hour? <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm happy for you. No, I saw the, the, uh, the leaves won, buddy. Congratulations. They did. They did. Thank That's you. We are, we are on the board. Series is tied. Yes, absolutely. Boys. The atmosphere is electric, just That's like right. our friends at RPM Bike Shop. If you don't believe me, out bam, right gate. out the wow. gate, right out the gate. If you don't believe me, you should check out our friends at RPM Bike Shop. That's right. They have the finest electric bikes to offer you. You could ride them right now to Toronto, Ontario, and have your own electric experience in Maple Leaf Square and Feel the electricity of victory running through your veins. Don't believe me? You can go to their website, which is rpmbikeshop.com. You can also search them up on Facebook, which is uh, RPM Bike Shop, obviously. You can also feel free to give them a call at 330-808-7792 today. They are not located in Toronto, Canada. No, in fact, Mm. you can find them conveniently located in the northeastern Ohio area, which is where we broadcast from, located in Carrollton. Get yourself an electric bike to RPM Bike Shop and electrically drive your way into a first round win in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs today with our friends at RPM Bike Shop. Boom. I wanted to make sure I, I took care of our, our, our friends at RPM Bike Shop. Awesome. And he just gets out of the can. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's right. Boys, we have a Leafs win. Leafs win. There we go. There's the goal there one right there. Go. There we go. Ex- yes. Excellent. Correct. Fantastic. Yeah, if you listen to the show more than you have, Nick is the one of the biggest uh, Maple Leafs fan on the on the planet. So that's right. Yes, that's right. Very, yes. very happy. So I apologize for missing the first portion of this uh, show, gentlemen. But uh, that's right. playoff hockey comes first. I, I I'm sorry, but uh, you guys come. It's like a it's a one A one B situation. You guys are right mm-hmm. there. It's just a, a half a rung lower. So, but I'm here See, now. This is very weird to me because normally I come first. That's yeah, that's true. Yes, <laughs> you do. <laughs> Almost. Not almost. Yes, always. Always. Exclusively. Mm-hmm. Exclusively. Mm-hmm. Very, very quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Nick, the, the, you, you, you jumped in right. We're talking about the uh, Ask an Idiot uh, question of the week here. So okay. we talk a lot about AI on this podcast and, and mm-hmm. on camera. Yeah. It's becoming more and more prevalent. So I, I mentioned the 60 Minutes last week uh, was talking about AI and the rise of AI and the different uh, chat options and so forth. But the question at hand was, is 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 AI going to start to take more jobs from people? And if so, what type of jobs do you think might be impacted? So Dean was just sharing his opinion when he jumped on here. So I know you just jumped in here. Any thoughts you may have as far as 
you know, do you see AI taking more jobs from people? And if so, what type of jobs might you think that uh, it may impact? Yeah, I would, thoughts? Good. I would say almost certainly <laughs> because, uh, you know, Brian, just today, you know, you've been uh, tinkering around with some of the AI technology mm-hmm. and it's incredible. It'll give you fantastic, <laughs> well thought out, uh, well explained you know, answers to questions that you may pose to it. And actually, I've already heard um, some, some different podcasts I listen to and people that have backgrounds uh, in radio saying that uh, they're already talking about it like larger radio stations instead of, you know, uh, Dean here uh, went to school for, for broadcasting. And mm-hmm. certainly, Dean, you've, you've uh, paid your dues and worked some overnight shifts doing traffic and things like that, weather. Yep. Um, there are people in, in the radio industry now they are saying there are already big stations talking about replacing those shifts with AI because that can very simply uh, yep. be done with AI. Somebody can, I mean, AI right. can easily give you a uh, well-documented weather forecast and traffic, and they can relay all that information to you. So, I mean, that's the tip of the iceberg. I mean, and as this technology, as we've seen such rapid growth in technology over the last... I mean, well, I'll just say decade, but it's been much more than that, really. I mean, but let's just say, let's just isolate the last decade in, in the rapid growth in technology. As this technology gets more intelligent, um, there, the, the, the limits to what it can do, I mean, who knows what, what it would be. So absolutely, I mean, who knows if we're someday watching news uh, anchors that are no longer human. What, you know, if it's just uh, mm. AI news anchors, I could see. Definitely things like that that... Any any um, any occupation that doesn't require a lot of on-the-fly input, mm-hmm. and even then, who knows where we could go? But I mean, like, I think a lot of things like that. You know what I mean? Like news, people reading off of teleprompters, reading scripts, the hosts of shows, uh, things like that. What Doctor Strange? What is that? That is what happens okay. when I typed in Happy Nick. I was hoping for like a, oh, a leaf okay. hap- uh, thing mm-hmm. going on, but nope, that was Happy Nick. All right. Try it again tomorrow when this, or well, on Monday when this is uploaded, and then they'll have this audio of Nick being happy oh, about a Leafs right. win, and it'll be something like <laughs> gotcha. that. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yes. That makes sense. So, but yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely could foresee a, a lot of, you know, a lot of occupations being taken over because you think of the overhead that companies could make that don't, you know, really care about the human element. But if they're thinking of their bottom line, they can absolutely make tons, you know, pure profit based off of not having to pay uh, people for the human element that they bring to their current jobs now. Well, you don't have to pay like, uh, you know, lunches and, and, you know, physical human traits, right? Right. Um, but there are some stuff that you, that it's you know, like you can write, you know, whatever, it can maybe even talk, you know, on the radio. There's some things you won't be able to do, like uh, connecting with, like, uh, you know, like a psychiatrist. You know what I mean? I don't think it has the the capacity right. to have empathy yet. Right? Right. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> and, and, and even, like, I mean, it's questionable, you know, if you have them write something, uh, an article and stuff, is it better than what a person would do? Right. That, yeah. That's arguable. Can it you capture I mean? that human element? Can it make you, can it draw comparisons to something that may be right. exclusive, exclusively human? A you human know, condition. That, that, right. Exactly. Right. Like it definitely can't save you on your insurance, like Blake insurance. Oh! Because Blake insurance is an eerie insurance agency located right here in Barberton, Ohio. 
They provide auto, home, renters, and business insurance with honesty, decency, and affordability. Erie Insurance is above all else in service. You want to call 234-571-5359 or visit BlakeInsuranceLLC.com for your free five-minute quote today. And when you do, tell them the idiots and not an AI set you. Boom. Very good. Excellent. Aaron Blake well, is such a saint. Can I tell you a quick story about Aaron Blake? Mm-hmm. So please I'm, do. I'm, I'm, I'm happy tonight, right? I'm very happy yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Leafs just got a win. But uh, for those not following along, uh, Tuesday night was game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Or, or mm-hmm. the Leafs and they got destroyed, much like they destroyed Tampa. But Tuesday was the flip, flipping the script. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I was a little bummed Wednesday morning. Uh, you know, I was at work and just, you know. Probably around 8 a.m., I get a text message from one Aaron Blake of Blake Insurance Agency. Just said, Leafs in five. And in that moment, I believed. You believed. And that, I was like, dude, I needed that right now. Thank you. That's yep. what an Aaron Blake and Blake Insurance can do for you. It can That's make right. you believe in your Lift hockey you team. That's right. Or he can make you believe and know that you're getting the best affordable insurance on the market. Very Absolutely. good. Yeah. Excellent. Well done. Well, guys, I also asked the same question I asked you to the an AI chatbot, so a chat GPT. Mm-hmm. And some of the answers it gave me was, and it gets a very thought out, I'm not going to read the whole thing word for word, but it's a very well thought out response. And again, just seconds. I asked the question, it was just like, think, think, and there was there was the answer. So in, in, a, in a format with bullet points, the whole bit here, I could copy this into, and, and you know, it looks like a human typed this out here. So uh, some that it's suggesting are at risk, some jobs, telemarketers. Okay, good, fuck them. So it could be used <laughs> to answer service questions and make sales calls, right? Uh, is an interesting one. Get your head around this one. Truck drivers. Sure. There's already self-driving trucks that are being tested. Now, how am I going to be on the opposite end of a glory hole from an AI chatbot? Explain that to me. There there are going to be sex robots. Uh, That was going to be the next on the list. Uh Okay. Uh, You're you're getting ahead of him there. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, a self-driving truck on the road. That's, That's still hard to get my head around that here, but... Uh, some say it's safer because you now have the fatigue driver and everything else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, as Dean already kind of mentioned, factory workers. Yep. All right. So assembly <laughs> and that type of thing. Um, data entry clerks. So well, that's redund- definitely good. that's going to be like number one on the list. Yeah. yeah. Redundant entry. There's our you know automation and bots that could do stuff like yeah. that. Uh, customer service representatives. That's already in place partly now. I don't know about you guys, but when you try to contact anybody and you chat, it seems like probably 90% of them anymore, the initial response you get is not a person. It's the chat bot that tries to answer some of your questions for you and direct you, and you have to select to talk to a person. So that's pretty prevalent. as it is very interesting we're yeah. looking at a lot it's not ai per se but you know my job we're looking at automation stuff all the time as far as repetitive work that people do you know taking data putting into a report format and doing all these things that required people in the past we're looking for those opportunities everywhere to try to streamline and automate that stuff to save to save time and ultimately the goal is to reduce 
uh, some cost that we that we pay people to do some of this stuff here. So very yeah. interesting stuff. As I was thinking, as you know, you, were, you mentioned the question of what other things could be replaced. I'm like thinking, like shit, just tonight watching watching the game, right? I'm like, how many years have I been playing? Like, you know, we've been playing sports games, and you know, simple as something as simple as the computer knowing the names and positions and just some taglines of things to say mm-hmm. of plays that players run and things like that. That's something you know. Commentators, you know, uh, broadcasters that could be replaced mm. by certainly on the radio and things like that. If it knows a couple facts, uh, facts that are presented, to, like let's say you're watching a Cleveland Guardians game and it knows, mm-hmm. you know, a couple fun facts about whoever's up to hit, and then it also can call the game because it can tell you every player in position and it can just call it as seamlessly as a video game could. I mean, really, how how easy would that be to do? I mean, I know. We're all very attached to our sports, and we like our guys, and we like the hometown, you know, whoever we like. But that's something very easily that could be replaced by, you know, AI. It could. I mean, I, I hope we never see that type of stuff, honestly. There's like me too, say, there's, for the there's record. Something, yeah, me too. There's something that just takes away from the the tradition of listening to a game like that. I guess you got the local, the local people, the excitement. It's hard to replicate that type of stuff. But you're right, in theory, for certain things, it's certainly could be done you know, highlights even after the fact you know so maybe you know the, all the sports shows that are you know the sports center and stuff like that are covering highlights and stuff you know you might i don't know it's there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there you're right yeah i don't know all right anything any other thoughts on ai advancements or anything like that i know we talked about it a few times on the on the on the podcast we'll continue to watch this and talk more but we'll also play around with maybe asking chat gbt various questions to see what it comes up with and we'll experiment with some of that stuff but i did by the way i, I nick i don't know if you you, you you before you came i did ask the question tonight what is the best star wars movie mm, yes yeah and I saw that. the answer yeah the answer you know it gives a very politically correct answer yeah. but I tried that's, it in the it's Google Bard. It's right. still subjective. I, I went to Google Bard, which is a new one there. Played around with that and Chat GPT. Both suggested The Empire Strikes Back could be viewed as the best Star Wars film because yeah. of the elements, and it gave you reasons I'll as say, well. I like that. that, that, that it, it laid it out. It gave you bullet points of like all the reasons why it is commonly referred to as, and why people mm-hmm. think this. And you know, yeah, it was very cool pretty neat stuff here so like i said it's not choppy it. it's not like some short little siri answer or whatever see no this isn't siri. easy yeah, i'm actually while you but... guys are doing it i'm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to find something to it to have it right you know what i mean a, a, a scene you... mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me well the thing with GPT? ai is is even if uh, on your end you even even though it may be artificial you have to pose some sort of intelligence to the question mm-hmm. no i was trying to ask uh <laughs> write me a scene of the convincing idiots uh Host having a threesome, I wanted to see. Oh. You know, you know mm-hmm. I I thought that would be fun. Is it to... just you and I entangled in a giant gray bush? <laughs> God willing, and the creek don't rise. <laughs> oh no! Uh, that's great. I'm trapped. <laughs> His chest well, here engulfing my chest. Oh, that's right. Uh, mm. That's right. Well, for some, that sounds like a great experience, and I think for others, it sounds like a, a horrifying experience. Mm-mm. And 
in our main segment tonight, we're going to talk about uh, some horrifying things in a our favorite, some of our favorite horror franchises. So the uh, Evil Dead Rise movie uh, opens this weekend, and it prompted this question here. So that's what we're going to talk about. And maybe we'll talk about, uh, you know, great bushes and being engulfed and this and that and the other. Maybe that's part <laughs> of count it as on well. It. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So only way to find out, though, is to stay with us and come back after the break. <laughs> Nick back. Yes, indeed. Coming back in five, four, three. And we're back. I'm sorry. That may have stricken horror in your very being, and I apologize. However, I, I, I can't help but draw similarities that the fact that you may be feeling horrified that we may be bringing you some horror-related content. That's right. It's not Halloween time yet. No, but we yeah, are... Halloween to talk about It is horrors. not Halloween time yet. It's getting pretty close to Halloween. It's not. <laughs> but not at all. there is some horror-related things in pop culture happening right now. We'd like to tell you about hmm. it. So anyway, I am your millennial Nick. I am here on Convincing Idiots uh, with my bro hosts, Zenial Dean and Gen X Brian. And uh, this is something that is very near and dear to Gen X Brian's heart. He is a big, <laughs> big fan of the Evil Dead franchise. And Brian, there's mm-hmm. some exciting new Evil Dead content coming out. And perhaps I, I would like to personally... Horror movies are because... close to his heart and gray fur. That's right. That's right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I would like to know a little more. Like, give me a brief synopsis. Like, what's going on with this Evil Dead stuff? You're a big fan. Mm-hmm. Walk me through that. Thank you. So yeah, there's a new movie, The Evil Dead Rise, mm-hmm. uh, that, or I think it's just called Evil Dead Rise. It opens up uh, tonight. Actually, the trailer looks really like cool. I mean, a lot yes. of horror movie trailers look really cool and scary, and then right. you know what I mean. They give away a lot in the trailers, but that I did that trailer looks really cool. Yeah, it does look very good. So Evil Dead Rise uh, opens tonight. This is Thursday, the twentieth. There's a couple of showings of that, and it opens up. Uh, more on a, a broader scale tomorrow, Friday the twenty first, and I'm very looking forward to this. Like you say, it's it's uh, very, it looks creepy. Um, you know the 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 franchise began back in eighty one. Sam Raimi, who are big fans of now, Sam Raimi, some would recognize him as uh, he directed the last uh, Doctor Strange movie. Uh, he's been the first Spider Man. This first two mm-hmm. Spider-Man, well, three, actually, the first three mm. Spider-Man movies sure. with uh, Tobey Maguire. Uh, and he's done a lot of these, like, Dean loves those. strange horror-type mm. movies. Yeah, so, but Evil Dead is really where he got his uh, got his start here. So, it just the, uh, I just, we'll talk more about it, I guess, a little bit. But just, I've, I've always enjoyed the, the, the movies. He has a very, they're very good blend of horror and very, very dark humor. And then most of the Evil Dead movies, you throw in Bruce Campbell on top of that. It's the elements just are equals a complete win for me and, and a funny and scary entertainment. So nice. Yeah. So on that note, since then, since that French, since that opens uh, tomorrow. So one of the, our questions tonight, we thought we'd get into in our main topic is uh, Evil Dead's obviously a long running 
franchise as are others. So, so we're not talking about individual movies or anything like that. We're just talking about what are some of your favorite franchise horror franchises. So, franchise would be if there's more than one movie that's that's in the same type of a series. Okay. So that's it. Do I do? We don't need a certain who, who, number. Who are you asking? Well, we're not doing a model. Dean, we'll start with you. How about that? We'll start okay. with you. Do you okay. have any horror? Fran- I know you're you've just been getting into horror movies with, uh, through your son. Yes. So, do you have any franchises that uh, oh. you find entertaining? Go ahead. Some of the some of the horror movies that I've been getting into, I realized that I've I have seen you know at least the first you know few back when they started you know as mm-hmm. franchise go. Uh, I don't know what number. What you need more than two? Maybe three starts the word franchise. Would you? Yeah. Would you assume? I would say yeah, more than one, right? Just more than one, really. Two. Yeah. If there's yeah, two, two okay, that's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm making the a... rules. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's good. I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to. This a franchise. I'm going to start with. Um, this one actually. Uh, it has something to do with what we talked about earlier, Brian, with mm-hmm. Fathom Events, because we went to see this in the theater just recently. The mm-hmm. first one from the 1980- Big Lebowski franchise. No, 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 no. Oh, the okay. Poltergeist oh, uh, from okay. 1982. Okay. There were three of them. And then going up to 1988 with Poltergeist 3. Jeez, I don't remember, I don't even remember watching that. I probably did. But yeah, I don't even remember that it. one had Craig T. Nelson uh, oh, as God. her uncle. Um, or no, I'm sorry, not Craig T. Nelson was her father. He was a father. Yeah. So in the third one, they couldn't handle Carol Ann anymore, so they sent her to live with Tom Skerritt, her <laughs> uncle, in this high-rise um, New York His City last name building. Skerritt. Tom yeah. Skerritt. Yeah. You know who Tom yeah. Skerritt is? No. Uh, oh, I thought that was a made-up name, like scary. No, no, he's a popular actor from that era. Yeah. No, he was in Top okay. Gun. Okay. All right. Anyways, I believe um, you. I, I just don't know the name. Did, but we, mustache. We, we, yeah, yeah, it's a great. That's mustache. everybody in the eighties. Okay. Yeah, he's, 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 this is above average. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tom Selleck um, level. No, yeah, well, I mean there. not. But I mean, Tom Skerritt was. Was a uh, was a very Austin handsome Matthews man level. in in the eighties. In the uh, Google it. Okay. Go enjoy okay. it. Okay. You, you... Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, the Poltergeist movies. We did go and see it just recently, the first mm-hmm. one, and it it doesn't <laughs> hold up exactly. <laughs> but as horror movies go, for the time, it was scary. It was innovative. Yeah. It was on another level. It was. I'm not comparing it to how we saw it now but the three movies together were uh very frightening it it showed a whole new different level of horror movie it showed the at home horror real life you know what i mean horror yeah from like ghosts to like the the dead people being dug up through the pool or whatnot Mm -hmm. so yeah that's gonna be first on my list is poltergeist from 1982 to 1988 three movies yeah very good Yes. Yeah, as a kid, that definitely has a place. You know, like you yeah. said, watching it as an adult, eh, but taking you back to watching it through the eyes of your younger self is it was just a different level. And that's what I'm comparing it to. Yeah, that, that, that's yeah. my criteria is how I watched it originally. Sure. Yeah, as for me as a kid, that was one of the scariest things I saw on the big screen in my childhood life. Was that was that first Poltergeist? You know, very scary sure. at the time. But anyway. 
Nick, do you have any that uh, I know you're not as necessarily into the horror scene as much as we might be, but do you have any franchises that you find yeah. even remotely entertaining? Go ahead. Yeah, same deal. I yeah, like you just said, I'm I'm not a big horror movie guy. I've never really like I've not seen a lot of the classic ones. Um but um the one that I and there's more than there's at least two movies of it that I think to this day is one of the scariest movies is The Exorcist. So yes. there is you know, more mm-hmm. than one of them. Um mm-hmm. I would have to put that one up there just because kind of playing off of what you were talking about, Dean, with the poltergeist, and Brian, you said kind of that at-home, like, hits you at home feeling, kind of in the realm of possibility or, you know, whatever. Um, it was, you know, The Exorcist was is definitely creepy to think that someone being possessed, and um, sure. like I said, that, that movie, I mean, to this day, still holds up. The original is mm-hmm. a really freaky movie to watch. Um, so I'm going to submit The Exorcist because I just think that's, I really, that's, that a, one. that's a really great movie, and it's a great franchise and um so yeah the exorcist yeah i've said this before it's made my list on all these every time we talk about horror movies it's always on my list that, that movies to this day still makes me uneasy yeah you know? absolutely and, and you know this year there was a sequel coming out to the exorcist in yes. october Russell that. yeah yeah no no that's a different one that's the pope's that, exorcism exorcism that's or something not, like that. oh, that's not that's yeah. now nope not the same one oh okay no, this is a sequel to the original Exorcist. Uh, will be coming out. I think it's uh, October. Pretty sure. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think some cool. of the original uh, cast members, I think, are Linda Blair. In this one, I don't know that she's in it. I think okay. her mom. And I'm just uh, there's there's definitely some people that's in. It. Right. I, don't, I don't remember. Belinda Blair. But definitely want to see what? that sequel. <laughs> Belinda Blair. No, just Linda her Blair. mom. Her mom. No, oh, her mom. Belinda oh, my, Blair. My, my mistake. Get with it. He it doesn't. I, he don't even like horror movies. Like I know. I shit. apologize. <laughs> now, does the in that franchise do they consider the canon? You know, franchise repossessed. Is is that part of it? Uh, no. No, no. Oh, okay. The origi- the original, I've been repoed by the devil. Ah. The original Exorcist that they had three three <laughs> movies were in the original Exorcist storyline. Did you guys ever see Repossessed? A long time ago. Leslie yeah. Nielsen with Linda yeah. Blair, actually. Yeah, in, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was Her kind of the a... Makeup and the, yeah, it yeah, was kind yeah. of a sequel. To, I mean, in their... The way they played it, it was a sequel. She played the character yeah. from played herself The Exorcist. In the movie. Yeah, yep, that's right. Yep. A bizarre, strange. I haven't yeah, that seen that movie in many years. Yeah. Yep. No, that does not to, uh, necessarily qualify. The first three right. were. Fair the enough. second one was weird. The third one was actually very, very interesting. The original Exorcist storyline. If you've not watched the third one, take, check that out. I guess it's the, it's the priest that performed the exorcism. Obviously, in the first movie, clearly died. But of course, right. in this, he somehow lived, and he's, but he's still possessed by the the devil, and people they lock him in an asa- uh, uh, asylum. It's a whole thing, so it's a very huh. interesting storyline. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll continue to elaborate. I'll just finish my yeah. thoughts with the Evil Dead franchise. It's clearly one of my favorites. So, you know, sure. first one began in nineteen eighty one. The first one is more <laughs> of a scary movie. Now, the first one is is a more straight horror. There's some sort of dark humor moments, but then Sam Raimi and the second one sort of changed the tone a little bit. And the second movie is basically a, a remake of the first movie, but done differently. It's not really a continuation. 
and then he gets into one of my favorite movies of all time, just a strange, campy movie. And we're in the, t- the shirt now, you can't really see, but The Army of Darkness, which uh, Bruce Campbell from the that universe, the Evil Dead universe, gets transported back in time to like, uh, you know, knights and castle and that type of stuff. <laughs> It's just so it's so crazy, over the top, bizarre, sure. funny. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's just so great. They had a very interesting reboot. They had the uh, there was an Ash versus the Evil Dead series that was on Stars, which you can still find, I believe, on Netflix now. They had a couple seasons of that. Just awesome. The whole premise of this thing is basically there's a Book of the Dead, the Necronomicon, and if you read passages from it, the concept's very simple. If you read passages from it, you release evil and demons into the, this our realm. They possess people and they become deadites. So when you see in the the new Evil Dead Rise movie, the lady that's creepy and all that, she's been possessed by these demons, so she's become a deadite, and it's just chaos and everything. And so that's 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 the very simple premise. It's all you need. All right. The book, the book, idiots find the book. Inevitably, they read passages from the book. They can't help themselves and releases evil unto the world. You could do the same thing. You take the book, you put the book in different settings, different movies, whatever it is. As long as some idiot reads passages from the book, fucking idiots. You're going to have the deadites and things happen. So, but those original couple of movies with Bruce Campbell at the top, and even the series, Bruce Campbell's at the top of his game. I, I love him in those movies, and just it's just a lot of campy, ridiculous fun. But I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the new movie this weekend. So, Evil Dead, Am- Evil Dead, yes. All right, Dean. Another, you have another um, the next one I have. I don't know if you guys consider this a horror movie, or do mm-hmm. you consider it an action movie? Uh, Predator. Mm. Abs- yeah, you could say that. Good one. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Predator from uh, 1987 was the original. It's horror and elements then, for sure. And then leading up to uh, even uh, Prey. the Prey, which was t- 2022, mm-hmm. uh, there was uh, six of them all together, mm-hmm. okay. including yeah. Predator versus Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about monsters, scary monster movie type horror, I mean... The first time that dude takes off his mask and gets in yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's face as a kid, that's, you know, that leaves an impact. That's one ugly motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, there's definitely a horror element there because it's, it's just, it, it's, it really puts you under a lot of stress and you, you can't see this I'm thing coming. You. Yeah. yeah. You know? And then, like, even the kill shots uh, uh, throughout the movies, like when they, he blew out Jesse Ventura and like all his guts were all on the outside and yeah. shit. Yeah. Sure. Had that yes. one dude like skinned, like hanging in the tree yeah. and shit. And yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Predator is uh, next on my list. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, science fiction horror. Absolutely. Nick. Yeah. I, uh, I don't mean to keep kind of pick, but like you, it's a segue perfectly into what I was going to say. So mm-hmm. if yours qualifies, I'm, my next question was going to be, does alien qualify sure. as a horror movie? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say sure on does. premise alone, alien in fact would, would qualify for me. Uh, obviously there's, there's <clears throat> multiple movies 
And also, one of the things that I really like about Alien is, like, the originality of, like, the design of the alien. It's a very yeah. different kind of take on what an alien would look like. Um, yeah. I just think it's very original. It's very creative. And um, definitely, like, really, you know, at certain points in those movies, very eerie, very horrifying uh, franchise. So, like, I, yeah, I've always loved those movies. The Alien movies are fantastic. So, uh, I would say Alien. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it, it definitely took the concept to another level back in its time where, you know, the obviously it got on the ship, you know, and it was something to where it wasn't a big alien creature. They were fighting some huge monster or something like that. That was an alien stalking them on their own ship. So that was a yeah. level of of terror and everything else. The, you know, obviously the whole scene when it was born, <laughs> that was a whole one of the most shocking scenes uh in movie history in my opinion anyway when that thing burst out of the guy's uh, stomach you know it was something I mean, else the, the premise really is let's let's do a horror movie in space that's exactly right yeah yeah mm-hmm. which really when you break it down like when you're out there and you're in the land of the unknown which is you know space and you're i mean there's a lot of creepy shit i mean you you know, as humans, we think of going to space to observe, to, you know, learn things and, and whatever. It's an educational journey, right? I think in a lot of ways. But there mm-hmm. is that kind of greater unknown that's out there that's very frightening. And if you can pivot that in a horror movie franchise and, and yeah. turn it into something like that, I, it's just it's fantastic. I love it. The way that, the way that Dean is with time travel, like the way mm-hmm. you always, like, gush mm-hmm. over time travel and you yeah. really like that's the way i am with like outer space shit like okay. i just mm-hmm. i love it like it's just i love different theories and different takes on it and just the the idea of the complete unknown that. like i love it you know what i mean so that's the only yeah. thing i respect about you actually hmm. well gotta start somewhere <laughs> yeah cheers <laughs> okay my next one is uh, one of my favorite uh, horror characters of all time i think we had a list of this previously as well i know he was on my list there too uh nightmare on elm street starring freddy krueger absolutely uh, just great you know, the great robert england that the whole concept was very fascinating and unique in you know obviously he comes after you in your dreams now, you do you, only what do you consider in this uh, franchise? Do you stop it in, like in 1994 with the new Nightmare? Or do you do yeah. the two rebooted ones? What, what are you considering in this franchise? Just out of curiosity. Think, no, it's okay. I, it's the ones with Robert England that okay. takes you through this. So the Wes Craven, that's that's the gotcha. franchise for me. The, the whole reboot was... Awful, horrible, terrible. And we talked about that on prior episodes too. One of the worst remakes of all time. It's awful. Yeah, Yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. So, yeah, Robert England is right. Freddy Krueger. It's a mistake to have anybody else try to portray that character. Like I said, the whole concept was terrifying and, you know, coming after you in your sleep because you can't escape it. Eventually, you will fall asleep. That's what you can do. You're going to fall asleep. And when you do, that's when he can come after you. Terrifying that first movie even now holds up, I think, very well, effects wise and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the way back in 1984, yeah, still, still a lot of fun and terrifying to watch 
did to this day. Did Don Dokken write Dream Warriors about that movie franchise? That was the theme of of Nightmare on Elm Street three. Was That's it? The end, yes, that is the end. Credit okay, that theme. makes so much sense. I always love that song, but I was like, as I'm thinking about like what Nightmare on Elm Street is and that song, I'm like, Dream Warriors is, is the name of the about? movie. That's the name of the song. <laughs> is and it okay? Do know. yourself a do yourself a favor, Nick. When you have when I have a little bit of fun, look up the YouTube video. It is Dokken, literally with Robert England on the set. It's 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 Dokken with Freddy Krueger. But say no more. That's it. Fantastic. That is eighties. So like right the, that's that, like that the theme song of that is, is that it what is. It, it was written for that. Yep, written for the movie. Fantastic. Yeah, the, the original mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, came from uh, uh, Wes Craven reading an article about these. Um, I can't remember what country they were immigrants. They they'd come over here. And there was like a village of them or a city of their, where, whatever you want to call it, of them dying in their sleep. And that was mm. the, the rumor or, or what it, mythical thing that they were saying was that they were being killed in their sleep. But there was a lot of these people from this country, um, that were dying in their sleep. And that's kind of where he got the concept. And then hmm. Freddy Krueger was a, the name, is a, I believe it was a bully of Wes Craven's. Ah, uh, this sounds familiar. When, yeah. when, uh, when he was in school. Yeah. So, a little fun, little Dean fact. Yeah, Dean very fact. Good. Very good. Dean facts. Yeah. Great franchise. Dean, you Get have another one? Facted by Dean. No, I give you two facts uh, <laughs> uh, uh, an episode. You got two. Sorry. Oh, oh, you mean um, get facted by Dean right now? Right. I'll go. fact you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to actually um, stick with Wes Craven mm-hmm. and go with the Scream franchise. Very good. Yes, excellent. Uh, 1996, all the way to uh, the most recent one that I saw in the theater, Scream. Mm-hmm. What was it? Six. In 2023, um, they—I have not seen all of them. I've, I saw the first couple, and I saw this last one, and they're all very similar, but they are very clever. Um, if you're going to it for like the horror movie kills, they're fun, they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's they're—they're they're all. Kind of similar vein of of who done it type deal, but there there is scary elements to it. The last one was reaching, I think, but <laughs> um, altogether, I I enjoy uh, the first one was again off the page, different than anything else, you know, at, especially at the time. So, mm-hmm. Scream is my franchise uh, next on my list. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, there was it's a one of these rare ones where you don't know who the killer is. Yeah, you know, you, it's like a horror movie it. and who done it. Yeah, yeah, very unique. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Like I, I just watched the first one. Like the, I think this last summer because mm-hmm. I'd seen there was one that was put out. I what would you say six just came out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it must have been five that I had seen, probably okay. sometime around 2010, 11, 12, somewhere around They there. all definitely um, intertwine with each other. Yeah. Like they don't really so, go a completely new story. Yeah. The one I had seen was uh, one that like people were basically watching the old Scream movies or yeah. were Stab. kind of... Uh, they were kind of... Um, 
trying to emulate the mm-hmm. the scream killer or whatever ghost right. face and um so that was the first one i'd ever actually seen i obviously knew of the franchise but i'd never seen the movies i actually just saw scream one like this last summer and uh it was fun you know what i mean for what it was it was yeah. like very nice definitely like yeah very fun slasher movie kind of over the top but also a lot of like you said just kind of you spend the majority of the movie not knowing what the fuck's going on it's kind of fun and it's you know a little bit campy at times but it's supposed to be so yeah i, I like what well, i've seen in the, the screen for movie the so first far. one it was very innovative for them to call to to be very self-aware to be to mm-hmm. be tongue-in-cheek with itself you go you know six movies and 20 some years later and they're still literally doing that same verbiage it gets a little corny but yeah but in the beginning that was very i mean that was very cool because you you were they no horror movie called itself out like it did yeah and -hmm. it worked yeah very good yeah excellent uh i'll give you another go ahead nick oh oh, yeah i've got i've nope no go ahead nick Okay, uh, I've got another one. My favorite, my favorite of all of them, which I don't like. I said not a big into horror movies, but my favorite franchise, if I had to pick one, would be based off of my favorite movie, which is Pumpkinhead. Mm. I say that saying that. Look at that f- little pumpkin head. <laughs> only the <laughs> <laughs> uh, only the first two are really worth watching. <laughs> I've seen the first four. Um, a lot of them have gone like straight to like you know DVD kind of shit. Um, sure. But the first two were really good. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, basically, if someone has wronged you, um, there's this old <laughs> witch in the woods, and you go and see her, and she summons up this uh, corpse of a demon, which is Pumpkinhead, and once you're marked and you've done someone wrong, it won't stop until it has killed you, and that's basically, it runs its What's course, and, you know, whatever. So uh, the first <laughs> one came out in 1988, which is... So happens to be the year I was born, and I love the first one. I watch it every year on Halloween, which I'm sure I've mentioned on this show before. Mm-hmm. But the second one, uh, Pumpkinhead 2 Blood Wings, I actually really enjoyed a lot. It kind of ties in um, some different elements. There's this kind of disfigured kid who's getting picked on, and he ends up getting basically lynched by these like jocks at school, and that whole thing has a tie-in. And that actually, that one probably creeped me out way more just because of the like just the brutal murder scene uh at the beginning of the movie um but yeah that 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 series in general i'm gonna i'm gonna qualify it because it's my favorite horror movie and it is technically a franchise because there's two or more there's like six probably but like only one and two really deserve your time and attention but um pumpkinhead would would be my, my favorite one Excellent. Very very good. I'm going to give you the George Romero Living Dead franchise. So, Ah, yeah. The original, of course, uh, Night of the Living Dead, which really was uh, the catalyst of all the the zombie craze, all the the zombie movies. That first movie is still pretty classic to this day and from like like 68 or something like that, late 60s. And he had various uh, movies. He had, he did a reboot of that movie. There's there's different Living Dead movies under George Romero. It's the classic zombies, the slow moving zombies after you, brains. Only way to kill them is shoot them in it. So he set up all the classic zombie rules, Tropes. if you will, you know, in in the movies. If you there. Will. So 
Absolutely. Including the, you know, again, some of the worst uh, uh, characters in those movies are other people trying to find a way to survive. And that theme certainly carried over into other series like The Walking Dead and everything else. That, but George Romero definitely set the tone. If you're a zombie movie fan, you've definitely he watched the George Godfather. Romero. He, he really is. Absolutely is. Genius in many respects. So I remember I was in high school, uh, which was in the 90s, uh, mm-hmm. and I watched Night of the Living Dead for the first time. We rented it. And I actually had to look it up to to and, and double check because I thought I got some sort of remake. That's how good, like, Jordan, I, I mean, take away the story or the zombies, like, just visually how crisp yes. that movie looked. It it holds up because, like, you think that it's easily just they've filmed a today's movie and just made it black and white. Yes, like he's such a good filmmaker that that it really fucks with you. Like it doesn't. It, there's not one ounce of like graininess to it. Uh, it's very crisp looking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Terrifying. Yep. All right. I've got one more. My mm-hmm. last one. Uh, again, I'm going to go back to what I've seen in the last couple of years. But it started in 1978 with Halloween. Mm-hmm. There you go. And we've gone 13 of these bastards. What? Yeah. 13 all together. You guys can count the reboots and everything else, I suppose. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, it ends yeah. with Halloween ends in 2022, which we all saw it. <laughs> um, Not their best showing. Not the best way to end it. It was strange, but... Yeah, Michael Myers as a horror movie characters is one of the best. Yeah. The slow walking, can't kill him, disappearing, and even uh where they did the his point of view, you know, the the Michael Myers eye holes from the mm-hmm. mask point of view yeah. was was pretty scary in itself. Mm-hmm. Um very simple, very simplistic you know, mask and, and jumpsuit, but it was, it was terrifying, mm-hmm. especially back in 78. So. Yeah. That first one still holds up big time. It got a little, yeah. you know, as you mentioned, a little corny and things over, over the movies there, but um, yeah. Yeah. I would say if nobody mentioned it, I was going to say something like, <laughs> I mean, sure. I'm not even a big fan, but like of the big, you know, uh, I would call them the big three, Jason, Freddie, Michael Myers. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. the Absolutely. one that I've seen the most of and that I've, you know, certainly uh, seen different remakes and different versions of the movies and things like that. But like, those are ones that I don't know. Yeah, it's, Like I said, I never really got like super into them was like a big, big fan. But I've I've certainly seen a lot. I know the story. And like, I, I mean, it's definitely something to to pay homage to for sure. Mm hmm. Yeah, and as as I mentioned before, it's uh, that movie also the last one. Uh, you know, gave me the idea of how my future funeral will happen, moment by moment. Yeah, Michael Myers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's how I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll be in charge. Be my, my final wish. Yep. That uh, you know, talking to my daughter, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you're not seen that movie, uh, check it out to you know understand what we're talking about. It. If you have seen it, you know that how. How cool of a, a funeral that 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 uh, that, that <laughs> right. would be! Yes, 
<laughs> Oi, babe. Uh, we're going to do the big three, so you got to say Friday the 13th with Jason. Absolutely. You know, uh, certainly, as we all know, the first movie is uh, Jason is, uh, spoiler alert, the first movie is uh, not Jason as the killer, it's actually his mother, which was an interesting twist. That was a whodunit, so that first movie, Jason wasn't even just, it was just a minor mention, you know, in the movie. Sure. And obviously, he, became, he's, the, he's the reasoning. He's the reasoning, right. And then as a grown man, he became the killer in part two. And then they kind of got you know crazy and ridiculous from there with more of the formulatic of uh, you know, Jason. Oh, yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't know what? That the, the mother was the killer in the first one? Yeah. I so you've never seen... Thing. I've never seen never any seen, of the... Okay. No. I've never seen a Friday the 13th. I've never okay. seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Any of them. None of them. It, no. Friday the 13th <laughs> screams has, eternally. Yeah. And I know I have said this over and over on this show, uh, but it has the two greatest kill scenes in the history of cinema. It's funny One because I Jason takes when it, J- Jason takes Manhattan when he when the he uppercuts the dude's head off oh, <laughs> in the alley in one. the alleyway. Yes. And he 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 literally Jason uppercuts him and the dude's head Fucking flies off. Amazing. <laughs> and then the other one is Jason X. Jason goes uh, to space. Uh, yes. um, and these two girls are in a sleeping bag and he picks up the sleeping bag and he just beats them against the tree. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> is the greatest kill scene ever. Yes. I said it before. I'll say it again here. That Jason X, Jason in outer space. That's all you have. To, that's it. Beautiful. That's all, you have, all you have to know. <laughs> Beautiful. That makes zero sense at all. Right. Uh, that will be a backyard movie without mm-hmm. question. Bring bring whatever you want to help enjoy that experience. That's going to be a movie. Oh, yeah. There's some jazz, <laughs> jazz going on there, baby. That's going to be some fun. Yeah. So, just so Nick has not seen any of these movies. No. What would you, and I'll, I'll throw in. Texas Chainsaw. That was that was a little franchise as well. I've so. seen the remake of that. The the newer one, the twenty the one last with year or so. Jessica Biel. Yeah, right. Okay. No, that, that was nineties. Okay. No, they did a new nah, one. It was oh four or three, was, something like that. Um, okay. Right, well, the one with Jessica Biel. You know what? There's an even. I mean, they may one. have made another one. I was going to say. I think they within the last <laughs> year or so. You find right. it on Netflix, I believe. So it was like a. It's That's like a. a it's like a, a real good a sequel. It's a sequel because Leatherface is is older. He's living in this town. Check that out. That's 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 kind of that's okay. a lot of fun. People come see, in. Yeah, I want to like, see the prequel where Leatherface is just a little baby Leatherface, and he has like a little bit ba- little toddler's uh, skin face on his. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, <laughs> there, that's what I, I want to see. There is a prequel to the original oh, story, I believe. Yeah, that shows how he sort of became. I I don't know. There's so many of those. The first one of that is one of the best scary movies of all time, the original Texas Chainsaw in mm-hmm. the 70s, without question. So if you're going to recommend it to Nick, Dean, mm-hmm. he's not seen any of these like core Never seen movies. Any Correct. What's the best one? Is it the first Friday the 13th? Is it the first Nightmare on Elm Street? Is it the first, first Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Okay. First Nightmare on Elm Street. It was It was before Freddy got um, quippy. Oh, and, and, or, or, and, and, or fingers. And jokes. <laughs> he was fingers in right. some respects. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a different horror movie all in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, 
No, uh, Freddie, it was before he became funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just about the killing. It was um, the music it's about really... Will, Smith, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, the Nightmare nope, on Mike nope, Street. Nope, oh. nope, that's, um, that was a song. It was, was a song, a song. Mm-hmm. incorporated with one of those movies, but because Robert England was in the uh, video. Yeah. But yeah, it, I would say the first Nightmare on Elm Street uh, is the scariest. Uh, Friday the 13th, it, eh. it, it's very, the first one is very... Um, it sets the tone for the series. It does, but it but it's very every late 70s, early 80s horror movie. Yeah. It just, it became popular because of Jason and the sequels. Yes. Um, so yeah. And, and Halloween. Yeah. You could start with that, but it's, it's just, it doesn't give the same. The music in Friday the 13th or, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street makes that movie. Awesome. Yeah. It, it does what the Jaws, uh, music did to Jaws. Mm-hmm. The the scary anticipation it it, it really is it at a character in its own, so yeah, hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street one, yeah. To me, I could argue that one, and it, it depends on my mood. That one, or again, the original Texas Chainsaw, as far as overall horror and terror, two different two well those things. That's the two different things. things. Yeah, because yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was, um. It was scary, like it was like intense scary, and 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 you're very, um, you're very on the edge of your seat watching it. But it's not yeah. like scary, like you're not like oh fuck, you know, you're not, you don't have that like frightening uh, aspect to it. Mm, there's moments of there though. There is, but like yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, the whole goddamn thing is that is That's... almost seems like a fevered fucking dream. That's a good point, is that you know what's coming, you know if they fall asleep, you know he's coming after them. It's right. a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah. And the and you know. the, and some of the scenes you don't know if, if they're asleep yet or not, or you right. know, it, Yeah. Again, I don't want to take anything away from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You definitely should see that too. But mm-hmm. it's a different field. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, you make a strong argument for Nightmare. That's a super strong contender of those classic slasher movies to start yeah. with there as the, as the best. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I do make a good point. Yeah. Nick, any of the ones you want to mention, sir? Uh, the Hills Have Eyes. That's uh, those have oh been some good God. movies as well. Yeah. Very Man. unsettling. Very yes. uh, just like unsettling is the best way I can put it. I can't top that definition. Like it's just very eerie, creepy, just disturbing, yeah. unsettling. So the hills have eyes. I would that say. remake they think, did it in early two thousands. Man, oh 2000s. yeah, so that, yeah. I, I agree with you. That's one of the most unsettling movies I ever watched. I think you could also lump in the Wrong Turn because it's basically the same mm-hmm. thing. The Wrong Turn mm-hmm. stuff is essentially the. Uh, Hills Have Eyes franchise, so. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I'll give you one last one. Hannibal Lecter movies. There's obviously oh, a few yeah, of those. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the yeah. Manhunter one, which sort of mm-hmm. introduced the character with a different actor. Obviously, Silence of the Lambs, one of the greatest movies, period. You know, in my, you know is certainly in a horror aspect was great. They had the Hannibal which I think was a prequel or something weird. I don't know what it was, but the, him, uh, that character is super creepy. And even the TV show was, was pretty good. 
They I have a TV see show. The TV on, they had a TV show on NBC that. for wow. I think two oh, seasons, and it was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, forgot about that. Hmm. Red Dragon. That was a good movie. That was like yeah. up the third one or whatever. That was good. That was it. Yeah, that was kind of a. There was a prequel. The, the Red yeah. Dragon was before yeah. was before Signs yes. of the Lambs. And I the believe so. Line. Yeah. I think they did both. They had one called Manhunter, which was like the, but then they kind of redid that one, Red Dragon, with Anthony Hopkins as the as the as the Hannibal, I believe. Anyway, right. All all good then. stuff here. Other ones you could talk about. It. There's all kinds of great ones out there. Mm-hmm. I think we hit on some good ones. So, okay. A lot of arguments as far as the creepiest uh, franchise, some of the best horror franchises of all time. Uh, one thing that's hard to argue with, though, guys, is uh, where you can get a great uh, tattoo. I know we all agree on this one. Oh, what a fucking segue. Boom. There you Look, go. All over. Uh, there you go. Wearing the tank top just so you can see it. That's right. It's just just for the purpose of this uh, mm-hmm. this, uh, this uh, uh, promotion. Uh, Golden Heart Tattoo, if you're in the Northeast Ohio area, go check them out on Facebook at Golden Heart Norton, N-O-R-T-O-N. Uh, find them online at goldenhearttattoos.com or give them a call at 234-706-2982. Get yourself some work. Now, Nick, you were there recently? I was. Uh, yes, I was. Okay. So, we can't see you now. So yeah, you can't yeah, the video was on. You can show <laughs> us. But... It's, it's, it's there. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, it's there. And I, as I mentioned, I'm going in May to get more work done on my on my sleeve here, more Twilight Zone stuff here. So great nice. work there by uh, all the all the uh, talented artists there, and uh, they will appreciate uh, your support, and we appreciate their sponsorship. So, guys, yo, another scary thing has happened. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. end. Of another episode yeah. of the Convincing Idiots podcast. No. That's, that, is, that that is that is frightening. It is frightening. So Nick, yeah. Even though we can hear you, we can't see you. That's true. If you're watching yeah, us, I apologize. I'm on low battery. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> we thought Nick was uh, was uh, you know doing some you know, certain certain things to celebrate the. Uh, I hear maybe a Leafs victory. That's I right. have an idea. This is Go what ahead. we're going to do. Okay. Nick, you're going to do it um, as mm-hmm. you. Okay. You know, the outro is you. But okay. they can't see you. So if anybody on YouTube is watching this, I'm going to mouth and and play Nick. And, and you're going to say it. It's going to be like, uh, huh? Oh, that is creepy. Okay, I like, like that. Like an okay. old Godzilla movie. Okay, I like, I like that. I like All that. Right, so, a little dubbing, a little old-fashioned dubbing right. here. Yeah. So just so you know, I don't know what this is going to mess with you, but I can't see you. You guys are frozen to me, so like I can't see you. But here we go. You ready? Does that make sense? Yep. Got it. Good? Okay. So, for this episode of Convincing Idiots, I am your millennial, Nick. I'm alongside my friend's Gen X Brian and Daniel Team. And I invite you to come and find us on our website, which is convincingidiots.wordpress.com. You can also find us 
on all of our social media accounts, in which you can find on our Convincing Idiots link tree. How do you find that, you might ask? Well, simply go to Google and type in Convincing Idiots, L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E, -E, and there you will find all of the social media accounts in which we can be found. So, for this episode of Convincing Idiots, I am your Millennial Nick. And I am the Zennial Dean. Your next Brian. And I am Brian. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have we convinced you to come back next week and see perhaps all three of us? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>